0: that's i think what musicals are good for is if you enjoy the musical numbers then you can just fast forward through all the other shit if you just like like it's like a porno yep
1: that if you're not there when a family member dies, your spirit will roam aimlessly and become a ghost. I saw you at the hospital. Are you from here? Yeah.
0: Do you like it here? I'm really interested in architecture.
2: I hear this town is quite the Mecca.
1: How long do I stay here?
0: As long as it takes.
2: You're his son. I want to show you
0: something. This was one of the first modernist banks in America. Who are you? (laughs) God, shut up. I'm just trying to tell you about this building. Why aren't you at the hospital? He was never interested. You don't want him to get better?
2: Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 144. What what? And my name is Scott. My name is Michael. And my name is Graham. Graham is here. Welcome back. Nice. Thank you guys. This is like number 4, I think. I believe at least 3. Red is in Hawaii, Hawaii. and it's really cold in Vancouver.
0: So fuck. <laughs> so fuck.
2: <laughs> it's so very thank you cold. for for filling in. Uh, for sure, yeah. We are reviewing Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. We from are. Taika Waititi, which is a great name, which just is that that name alone makes me feel like I'm on the beach. Yeah, just sipping some sort of tropical. It sounds like a cool tropical drink. I think it does. Yeah, we're also going to check a couple of things we've been watching. I guess there's some news. Maybe not. I don't know. All that film news consists of these days is just
0: Kevin Spacey, su- super, <laughs>
2: super rich, disgusting men who force themselves on people getting taken down so it's pretty good uma mm. thurman is gonna just destroy hollywood mm. she's gonna burn it to the ground i think did
0: yeah you, okay did, did you see how pissed off she was yeah she yeah. had to pretty wait she was jessica, jessica chastain is really leading in charge too so. oh this is pretty good it's,
2: yeah you can subscribe to all of our episodes on itunes google play tune in radio stitcher Wherever the podcast seeps into the internet's dark corners. Anywhere anywhere you find it. Yeah. You can visit our website. dot verticalviewing.com. There's a button there. There's a donate button that lives there. Yeah. It's shiny. It's yellow. That'll take you to paypal.com.
0: Yeah. If you like what you hear. Yeah. If you
2: you like what you hear. If uh, you want to help us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on a show, slicing off a little piece of the internet, baking it into a pie, jamming it in your ears every week, Uh, You can click on that button. That'll take you to PayPal. But only if you're not ready to commit to a full vertical viewing relationship. Those are for one night stands, right? Yeah, that's what that's for. Mm. If you want to get into a long-term relationship with us, patreon.com slash vertical viewing. That's where you can find... Jake Gyllenhaal is there. It consists of Jake Gyllenhaal reviews. We got reviews of Chappie, Dune, Superman Returns, Under the Skin is coming soon. Just did Snowpiercer. Yes. Uh, I'm really looking forward to under the skin. Snowpiercer's up there now. You can also there's a freebie on there, folks. So if you go to patreon.com slash vertical viewing. Then there's a audio commentary for knowing from Nicholas Cage and Alex Preus. Wow. Two thousand nine? Two thousand nine. This is a gem of a movie. It's a gem of a movie. It actually it, it vibrates if you pluck on it, according to Roger Ebert. It's that crystalline. It's that it's that sharp. It's yes. that amazing. Hmm.
0: It's a fun movie.
2: It's it's a it's a trippy movie. We believe that it's part of a larger universe. From director Alex Preuss, connected to Dark City. Hmm. Find out how. By listening to us talk over the movie. (laughs) Yeah, so it's audio commentary, folks. This syncs up with the entire movie. Whatever copy you have of knowing. Just sync it up. It's just one-to-one, man. You can find us on Twitter at Vertical Viewing. VerticalViewing at gmail.com. On Instagram at Vertical Viewing. That thing's back up and running. Yeah, out of the shadows, baby. Pretty tight. Yeah, our theme song is written by the anti-theory... Thank you very much. Our, our theme song may be changing soon. Ooh, yeah. that's it's a little, exciting. It's a little tease. Mm. There's a song that's in the works that might replace the current song. A little more upbeat, a little more funky, a
0: little more 80s. Yes. Today, you might as well be the 80s. Yeah, every,
2: every, everything <laughs> seems be. to be. Everything seems to be. <laughs> everything is. Uh, so here we are. We're here to review Thor Ragnarok. But first, I want to know what's going on with you guys. If you've watched anything dope, cool, shitty,
0: weak. Yeah, like, yeah. What's going on? Well, I uh binged Stranger Things season 2 okay. since we last met. Everyone's doing that, right? Yeah. Um I don't no? know. if I liked it at all. <laughs> Whoa. Uh Stranger Things season 1 had a charm and it was sort of like the first Matrix for me. It seemed like th- the people behind it loved what they were doing and had thought about this for a long time. And it really mm. like had this planned out. And all of a sudden there's this success and now they have to follow up in short order. Siblings mm. as well. Yep. Which uh, probably adds to this idea forming just as just throwing back and forth, being together all the time as, as kids maybe. Yeah. And so, so this is, it's, it's, Stranger Things read like their dream, like this is what they wanted to get out there. They had a vision for a while. Stranger Things season two is shit. We need to do season two and move this on. It uh, it felt a lot like Iron Man two to me, where it's setting up the Stranger Things universe more what? than anything. No way is that what's going on. Well, like Oh no-, no, no, nothing really happens in season two when it comes down to it. Like they, it's nine episodes instead of eight, which I believe season one mm. was, uh, and in. I think the last couple episodes are fantastic. I'm not going to spoil anything there for anyone who hasn't watched it. It's only been out like a week. Uh, Yeah, those are only on episode four or five. But the first like 70% of the series, I was just doing other shit while it was on. Like that's, I was not that interested in what was happening. They follow 11 off on like these weird side quests that set up more of the world but it just seemed unnecessary. It really broke up the flow for me. Um, What, Will can't catch a fucking break? Like, he goes missing in the first one, and they get him back, and now he's the center of attention again in this one. Like, it it all revolves around this guy. I feel if you just let Will die, everything might be better. It would have been Uh, cool if they just focused
2: on a new story in... I was A new re- town or, yes. or, or maybe in the same town or th- oh. I, I like the idea of this this Hawkins research facility just causing weird shit and each season is about another strange the- anomaly that escapes this yeah, testing
0: site. There was a lot of potential and they just stuck with a very similar story. Like even the demodogs or whatever the like the little demogorgon thingy.
2: Well, there's like a little slug guy,
0: Dart or something. Yeah, shit. Dart. So basically they just They're they're retreading what they've already visited in the first season. So and this didn't this wasn't nearly as creepy. It was just I'm feeling it, man. That weird tornado creature in the sky. That's scary, man. Yeah, but only Will sees him. It's cool. (laughs) Anyway, I Mm. yeah, I gotta finish it. People may not agree with me on this, but I just couldn't get into it I, I finished it because i had the day off and nothing better to do so i well, just... also society demands that you watch stranger <laughs> things yeah and i'm a bit of a completionist so i can't just be like okay yeah. whatever you also watch trash yes sometimes sometimes i do watch trash <laughs> um i mentioned this last week i went through the entire second season of life in pieces so saw ta- that on netflix talked about it before i think it's one of the funniest um like sitcom style shows on there right now it's i wouldn't call it a sitcom actually it's uh just to retread really quick on that it's like a, a, a modern family style show except they don't look at the camera and talk to it uh hmm. but it's like four little vignettes it follows it's four short stories in a half hour episode so it's really good for jokes like that's a great format to just ha- set up this little punchline. saturday night live could learn a lot from them because they just don't hmm. beat a joke to death in it <laughs> uh and then i'm Almost. I'm halfway through the last episode of Exorcist Season 1, and I talked about this before and how much I enjoyed it, and it has just got, like, the whole season. It's only 10 episodes, so it's not a heavy lift. They're, like, 40 minutes long. It's a good series. Like, I am super invested in it. The acting is great. The writing is really good. It, it was up for an award for cinematography. Uh, f- eh, sorry. Cinematography, it, so the, it looks nice. The same team as Hannibal, right? Yeah. I think a lot think of the so. same
2: crew that made that?
0: Yeah, and it shows. Like, it is a quality TV show. Uh, I have to catch up. I think season two just started for that. They're shooting it, uh, I believe,
2: in Burnaby right now. I think I told you and read really? a couple of weeks ago off mic that uh, a colleague of mine, she got a knock on her door and they said, hi, yeah, I'm, we're very sorry about all the noise and the filming and constant uh, annoyance that's happening all night long with the... The lighting equipment and mm. trucks and all that. So uh, here's $1,000. Really? Bye. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and it's just for literally living in the neighborhood where filming was going on. Which neighborhood is this? It was, uh, <laughs> where can I, can I move where, to? Where can I move? This is Deer Lake.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah. that's actually not far from where I live. <laughs> yeah. They uh, film a lot of you shit should there. Get at or least a hundred. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: They can so film the, in my basement. The Exorcist is a dope show. The, the problem with the Exorcist is <clears throat> no one knows it exists. I know. Like it, I did not. No one knows there's an Exorcist television program. I mean, there might as well be. There's Lethal Weapon shows and there's mm-hmm. Minority Report TV shows. Um. I'm sure there's stuck on you t v shows work in the works <laughs> there's the Lord of the rings yeah. t v show There's in definitely the works. a
0: Paul Blart Mall cop show coming out. oh my God, yeah, uh, anything else? Well, you know, I picked up Mario Galaxy. I think I maybe mentioned that before. I've been playing it a decent amount. I really like this game, better or worse than Zelda Breath Dif- of the Wild different. I prefer Zelda Breath of the Wild Kay. uh but I could see why you might prefer Mario Odyssey. Did I say Galaxy? Mario Odyssey. Mm. Uh, like it's super fun to play. So this is a new, brand new Mario game for the Switch. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, you know what? I actually, my last Nintendo system was the GameCube. I skipped the Wii and the Wii U. Uh, so I haven't really played a Mario, I didn't play Mario Sunshine on the GameCube. So the last Mario game I really played was Mario 64. Uh, and this just feels so much like that, mm. but just up to date.
2: They're probably um,
0: banking on that it being the the main Mario, 3D Mario that people have yeah. played, I well, think. Well, it's, it's great because they'll have, uh, unlike Mario 64, when you get a moon instead of like a star, you don't go out of the level and come back in and start. So it's more open world for each level that you're in. You can just go around and do whatever. Some moons that you're looking for are just right in front of your face <laughs> others are a little hard to get like i walked through some grass and found a moon <laughs> it's like oh so they're thanks. kind of like those karoke seeds in zelda they're yeah just- but they're the primary thing that you're going for oh. uh because you need to use it to power your airship to go to another city there's or a world. there's a wedding you're trying to break up right yeah about at the very start bowser's trying to yeah. marry peach uh, and he kicks you off his airship, and you're following him across the world. Does does Peach
1: love Mario? I don't know. Maybe she loves Bowser.
2: Right? Does she love Bowser this whole time? Maybe that's the twist.
0: Yeah, Mario might just like be ignoring restraining orders yeah. and just showing up all the time, so it's, it's really hard to say. Uh, but the game is great. You know, like, there's apparently... A, nine hundred or more of these moons to that's, find. That sounds that sounds ridiculous, but, Michael. But they're a lot of Michael. fun. They're a lot of fun. And you can dress up Mario. Haven't you ever wanted to change his well, this?
2: I believe you can throw your hat onto anything and turn into it. Yeah, basically. I saw a giant stack of Goombas like fifty feet tall or something and they're just bouncing around. It looked cool.
0: Yep. You're that's the big mechanic in this. You throw your hat and you take over uh huh. Okay. Mostly like mostly animate things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in the very first level, you take over a T Rex, which well, is pretty great. A little Mario mustache right on him. <laughs> yep. Plumber. Um, you can take over Chain Chomps and like aim them at walls and crap. So it's just a, it's a lot of fun to play. Okay. But well, uh, yeah. I have eighty nine dollars that I can spend on it. But well, should I? Depends on your game backlog, but I would recommend it. Okay. Well, Graham. Join us. What have you been
2: watching? So
1: I've seen a couple things, but one of them was Blade Runner twenty forty nine. And I know you guys had a whole episode on that already. A podcast. I don't remember this movie. You don't remember? Well, (laughs) (laughs) um, it's funny you say that. The one thing that stuck with me right away was the visuals were just like astonishing in that movie. But I like a lot of the times they had these long, slow pans of like the little flying car thing over this amazing backgrounds, and I was just like looking at it and taking it in and thinking kind of I wonder how they did that shot and was that digital or was that like you know all those kind of thoughts and then I actually lost the plot a little bit because I was like wait what's happening now? (laughs) I kept kept, like looking at and that hotel sequence at the end and the sand and all those things and um, it looked amazing but and I don't. I mean, I I take responsibility for for not paying attention to the. It was a good plot too, but I, I, you it's know that so
2: distracting. I actually might say that's a compliment of the movie. It hypnotized you yeah. into. You were so immersed in the world that Definitely. you were just a confused <laughs> citizen who has no clue of the. Oh, I forgot to pay attention <laughs> of the crazy goings on above him. And yeah. it
1: was so like like deep, like the like a lot of good sci-fi movies do. They just take you into the world and don't explain a lot of it. So there's like these kids, and they're like slaves or something, and they're, and there's like, you know, obviously there's references to the first film as well, but they're not really overwhelming, they're just kind of there in the background, and there's like a mystery that kind of reveals itself slowly, so there's a lot going on, but... It
2: doesn't, it doesn't d- diminish any of the mysteries of the original movie? No,
1: I don't think so. I, I'm not a, Like, I wasn't the hugest fan compared to some people, I wasn't like really, really into the first one, but it was a good, solid movie, and I, I liked how this one followed it up, I don't think it overwhelmed it but I don't think it, it, it I think it lived up to it as well like I think it was a good good next chapter it's a great sequel right I think so if, if you're, a, a you're late making sequel like it took if, a long time
2: yeah if you're making a list of sequels to movies and if they measure up to the hype and and you know from the from an original movie to a sequel this is I think one of the better the better ones out there
1: I would say so especially given yeah. its time it didn't come out you know two years later or one of these these kind of sequels, right? Like it really was a, a redo
2: because nobody wanted this movie, right? Like no, there was no reason for a sequel to no. play around Nobody asked for that. I guess, well, some fans maybe, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But nobody, fi- nobody believed deep, in it, right? No, nobody
1: believed that the world needed it or that it would be any good. The, f- the first one too, though. I, I as I recall, and was never really loved no. for a long time.
2: And well, I think I, I blame Ghost in the Shell for ruining the box office. Mm. For this one, I think, because... You think? I think the the stench of that is still there, and people saw this and said, oh, okay, another... I think to some people, maybe, there's I maybe I no know. difference, right? Ghost yeah. in the Shell, Blade Runner, I th- I've i heard of those things. They sound like
1: mm. nerd shit to me. <laughs> but nerd shit's big now, right? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, is there any other goodies, though? Um, So I saw Hacksaw Ridge not that long oh. ago. Did you guys oh. review that, or did you see it? or We reviewed it. Yeah, I didn't... Didn't yeah, take no My, I
2: don't think
0: you were on that episode, were you? No, I was there. You were. Mm-hmm. I was not a big fan of this movie. Red
1: hated it. Okay. We, talk, right. we talked. about how great the the battle scenes were. They're but... they're good. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I, I sort of expected to hate it a little bit because uh, I don't know, Mel Gibson war movie really. <laughs> and then it wasn't what I thought at all until the end when there's like a really really big long battle scene. But a lot of it wasn't. Um. And then, so I watched that movie with my friend. I, he's based on a, a real guy. I can't remember his name now. That, that kind of central character. Um, Doss? Um, Desmond? Yeah, Desmond, Desmond right? Doss. Desmond Desmond Doss. So he's a conscientious objector, Conscious, right? Which I didn't even know it was about, so I just thought it was a standard World War II combat. Did, did, he,
2: did they coin that term sort of around him, or did that term exist? I'm sure it
0: existed. before I think it that.
1: existed in law before that, but I don't. You know, like World War II. I don't. I didn't even know there was one in World War II. Much less one that saw combat, right? But the weird thing about that movie, after we finished it my friend wanted to look him up and he went on Google and he just put the word Desmond in and right away it's like do you mean Desmond Doss and we were both like what like we didn't like we never heard of him and we thought Google was listening to us and stuff probably was probably was although like I guess there's not that many Desmonds that people are searching for right now so probably they were searching for him but it was weird because like we were watching it on TV we weren't watching it on anything connected to Google and he just like right away knew what we were looking for it's a little bit (laughs) bit weird but fuck all that shit Hacksaw Ridge is new I'm sure people would have I think, like so. I think I think that's what happened yeah but uh, you know it was a bit weird cuz I never heard of the guy and then all of a sudden do you mean Desmond Doss
2: like, So did this movie work for you cuz it's coming in two parts kind of right yeah. there's the the, yeah. the 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 sort of christian film channel yeah. s- first half and then it turns on its head to to this full on war movie kind of like th- so, the closest that a war movie's ever gotten to like saw or, yeah. or something
1: <laughs> yeah it's pretty graphic for sure um, but, but it's a, it's a, the closest I've seen to a horror movie, a horror which war, isn't, yeah. which isn't
2: like a that's not a bad a war. I mean yeah. the horrors of war, like I don't. War is a horror movie, but it's it's shot like a just a grindhouse.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like um, uh, it wasn't glamorizing it exactly like a lot of war movies do. Um, it really did dwell on the injuries and the deaths and the blood. cuz that's what and, people yeah. have
2: a problem with right is is it supposed to be about this peaceful mm-hmm. this example of peace and and almost like
1: divine yeah it, there's uh, a there's a strong religious element to it yeah. yeah
2: and and but he's causing or or participating in all this violence around him and the movie itself is so graphically violent it's yeah. at odds with the message that Desmond Doss was trying to send i guess
1: I mean i guess that was the point but I, I don't know. He, but it's weird too. You've never had that. I can think of like a Seventh day Adventist as like a hero before. Like that, well, that kind of Christian cult or whatever isn't even really featured at all. And then he was the central hero and he, he eschewed violence and stuff. And I kept waiting for some point, which usually happens in American movies where he kind of redeems himself by realizing the need to pick up a gun and kill someone. And he doesn't, right? So.
2: Like he saves a, a friend, yeah. Or a, yeah, I know that, that that might have been a place to maybe take a liberty with the story, or well, maybe I'm, not. But, but where he's sitting yeah. on, where he's lying on, uh, I guess Vince Vaughn, his legs are blown out, yeah. and he's lying on a on a basically a sheet, a sheet, yeah. And he's he's just laying into guys yeah. with a machine gun, and Desmond Doss is dragging him
1: with a rifle. But it's it, it, like you're, it's, hey Desmond, yeah. you're
2: basically dragging a machine gun right now. Like <laughs> that's that's. F- discharging
1: like yeah. is that not participating in the violence well it, it it reminded me of a guy so i wanted to look the guy up after but it reminded me of a character in the old gi joe cartoons called lifeline and and gi joe cartoons are about a <laughs> supposed special missions force right and there's one character is like a medic and he won't touch a gun so they go and fight cobra and stuff and they're like, and they're like you know join the battle he's like no no it's, it's my beliefs and i always thought that was so f- funny and like oh, unbelievable and he like wouldn't touch their laser blasters and stuff, and even if people don't die in the GI Joe cartoon, but still, he was a pacifist, oh, and and somehow an elite special forces soldier at the same time. And then here's like a guy that kind of did that in a way. And I was like, how did that happen? It's like GI Joe. <laughs> uh, okay, you have any other goodies? Or? Um, that's I think that's those are only it. two movies I saw. I did see one put one little plug for something that we probably don't usually talk about on this show. But I saw a live theater the other night, uh, SFU production of a of a. Drama called um, the bald soprano i don 't know if you guys are big theater people, but um, yep. so michael my, is so my uh, my buddy's an actor, and he his friend was in this thing and it, it was an absurdist drama, which is kind of a genre from the fifties I guess and it was Apparently, based on this Italian guy trying to learn English, and he one of the things he had to do to learn English in those days was re- listen to these recordings of sort of very strange, obscure English sentences. So we made an entire drama of people just speaking in these weird sentences that that, <laughs> that were grammatically correct but don't have really any meaning to them. And the whole thing is so weird and so bizarre. What? Well, but that, does
0: it have it, buffalo, buffalo, buffalo,
1: so buffalo? Well, not buffalo? like not, not even that. Like it's just like. The sentences start and get weirder and weirder and weirder at the end they 're just yelling each other in the, in, in, like they're, they say these kind of expressions, but they 're not real they 're like well that 's what the bird does when it opens the door and just like making stuff up that 's <laughs> not real we- like and anyways, it was very That's pretty cool. Funny, there should
2: be characters playing subtitles or something, like, well, dressed up as a subtitle. There's
1: a guy in the middle of the play who just breaks into Cantonese sometimes at random, Neat. and we talked to the actors afterwards, and they're like, yeah, that was on him. We just asked him to sometimes start speaking in <laughs> Cantonese. So it's very, very weird and disorienting, but funny. Okay. And that's playing, I think, until this Wednesday at SFU. And it's called? It's called The Bald Soprano. Okay. Neat. Yeah.
2: All right. Is that, is that based on something that is widely being shown or is it it's, only it at was this?
1: like um i th- so i th- it's only i believe like it's like a um, rotating series i think this only plays for a week or something but it <laughs> rotates out to different yeah there'll be other things and yeah. it's in it his adaptation so it's been updated for vancouver but it's okay i get yeah. you yeah
2: i uh watched a few things mm-hmm. first of all i watched rob Leichner's film the lonely light of home nice which played at the Vancouver Asian Film Festival. Okay. I was lucky enough to do the credits for this movie. Mm, nice. So it's pretty cool to sit in the International Center and watch a movie that I basically... Made. <laughs> partially made. <laughs> nice. Like 1% made. And um, it's good. It's Rob's best work. There's some actual plot twists that the audience wouldn't see coming, I don't think. And... It's nice. his it's his it's his usual guided improvisation so the performances feel like really realistic and hmm. there's a lot of non actors in it and uh but there are some real actors like Valerie Tian is in it, uh Casey Manderson. I like it. It's hmm. good, man. It's a thriller kinda it's different than Rob like anything Rob's made, so interesting, okay. Uh, I'd I'll hopefully, I'll hopefully be able to get you a copy of it, but it's, uh, and it's playing at a, the flyaway film festival, which I think is in Wisconsin hmm. wow. or Minnesota. Can't remember, but Rob, we love you. Friend of the show. Uh, he's been on many episodes. I think mother was his last appearance, okay. which you still have I, not.
0: Uh, yeah. Damn you. I
2: know. Uh, but I did watch a few actual, uh, feature films. Hmm. Including Thor 2011 from Kenneth Branagh. Did you? The um, primer yeah. for to pre- Thor to prepare for. Tonight. I, I, yeah. I was getting ready for it, uh, and it inspired me to write an article about <laughs> Dutch angles. <laughs> the, the Dutch angle. I saw that because yeah. if, if you yeah. watch, if you want to ruin the first Thor movie for a viewer, just tell them what a Dutch angle is, and tell them that this movie, huh. is the 2011 Thor, you know, origin right. film, right. directed by Kenneth Branagh. Tell them there's a lot of Dutch angles in it, which is basically when you tilt the camera left or right to create a diagonal horizon line, hmm. and it adds to the paranoia of your protagonists. And it's a cheesy film school move. It's some garbage filmmaking, to be honest with you. Hmm. Uh, it, it's straight up like high school filmmaking class. <laughs> like Sam, Rain- never Sam Raimi, when he had no fucking clue what he was doing. Um, but if you look for them, the movie's ruined. But I wrote an article. <laughs> thank, thank you for that. Yeah, no, no. If you if you if you go on to uh, verticalviewing.com, dot com, there's an article there that breaks down a bunch of the, a bunch of the Dutch angles, which are these diagonal shots mm. that are just littered throughout the movie. There there must be several hundred of them. I would say.
0: Did wow. you count them? Um, I don't want to because yeah. <laughs> they're just just. A ridiculous amount of them. Well, there you go. Anyone who wants to watch that, count it. Um,
2: uh, send yeah. It let us, us, us know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the original Thor. It's kind of ridiculous. I did watch some movies I haven't seen before, including Columbus, which is a movie starring John Cho and Haley Haley Lou Richardson. Do you know her? She's she was in um, Split. Yeah. She's one of the kidnapped girls in Split. Gotcha. I believe she was in the bronze. She played one of the gymnasts. See, she played the lead right. gymnast in that that they're trying to get gotcha, tr- okay. through to the finals. Columbus, what is this movie? It is a architecture coffee table book come to life.
1: Hmm.
2: <laughs> no joke. No joke. Okay. So if you if you imagine a really really expensive, awesome looking book on architecture yeah you find Barnes and Noble or something
1: Frank Lloyd Wright a
2: big huge big fat giant page glossy photos awesome looking architecture book with really sweet photos of really strange architecture taken at right angles and awesome looking Dutch angles sharp maybe Dutch <laughs> angles if you want um that's this movie and it's sort of like it's your typical character returns home because of family crisis mm. you know return to your hometown and try to find some sort of mm-hmm. p- meaning <laughs> meaning in your life because you've been away from your home and, n- and now you're confronting now you're your back family back home um, Do you yeah stay so, or leave? like i think john cho's father is in a coma and he returns to columbus indiana not ohio wow twist yeah and there's this whole city is full of really interesting architecture huh. and he meets haley lou richardson and they have this. She's much younger than him. She plays like nineteen-year-old John Cho. In his, pro, he's probably like sixty-five, but he's like a fine, strapping Asian man, so he doesn't age. So he, you know, he forever looks like he's Harold and Kumar age. He is like forty something, isn't he? I think at le- in maybe mid forties, probably. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so John Cho and 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 her are. Sort of strike up this very very sweet relationship as they wander throughout these amazing pieces of architecture, uh-huh. uh, and I think if if you don't like indie movies and sort of art house stuff, you might get a bit annoyed because the movie is very much. How old is he? Forty five. Wow, knew it. That's pretty good. Uh, the The movie is very much about framing these characters within the architecture. In very interesting and poetic and and beautiful ways, mm-hmm. and sort of integrating their conversations into the environment and as they stand in different places mm-hmm. in relation to what this architecture looks like, and they discuss because she's an architecture student. So it's picture a Richard Linklater movie stuck in an architecture book <laughs> that you're flipping through <laughs> on a coffee table and in barnes and noble Uh, it's a gorgeous movie i really it really moved me interesting okay because it's 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 about you know the Linklater stuff right it's it's deep discussions about life and uh architecture well some architecture but as it relates to you know your life and uh your legacy and Mm -hmm. there's a great sort of parallel storyline of how John Cho is back in town and he's kind of moving there permanently or at least semi-permanently to take care of his father who's in a coma. Mm. And at the same time, Cassie, her character, is leaving town because her mom uh, is a crackhead and she needs to get away from her. So it's sort of one character learning to take care of his his father while another character is learning to let go of Mm. her mother. Sort of this interesting... Hmm cycle. There's a brutal joke in the movie. Like a joke about brutalist architecture. Uh, I see where you're (laughs) going. Hmm. Hmm. Hilarious, Hilarious. right? Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Uh yeah, the performances are amazing. Haley Lou Richardson, I think she's going to be pretty big. Um her performance is really incredible. Just the emotion that sort of Trembles throughout her whole face is very realistic, it doesn't come across as forced or anything. Um, she's a really fine actress. I also watched Resolution Cabin of Death. That
1: sounds incredible.
0: What,
1: (laughs) yeah, you were here going for a theme this week,
0: yeah. Okay, so like a Halloween movie. Let me (laughs) let me
2: back up here, let me back up here. Okay, so at VIF. Vancouver International Film Festival. Red and I went to see a movie called *The Endless*, and you were interested in seeing this, I believe, right? You had tickets to this, and you couldn't come. No, I had tickets to *Killing of a Sacred Deer*, and I couldn't come. So, what was this one, *The Endless*, is about two brothers who escaped a UFO cult when they were younger. Oh
0: shit! Yeah, okay, I
2: was interested in this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as as you know, basically, as younger men, these two brothers escaped UFO cults, uh, and years later, they feel some connection or some sort of force drawing them back mm. to this cult that's out in the California desert mm-hmm. in the mountains, kind of. Um, and so The Endless is a movie about these two brothers going back to this cult that they once escaped from and kind of getting drawn back into all of this weird, culty UFO shit. Mm. And the Endless ends up being about... Not to spoil it. This isn't spoilers. It ends up being about these strange time loops that exist scattered across this strange uh, region of mountains in California. And Mm. these little time bubbles are separated across these weird little paths. uh, And these are self-contained bubbles that are, are repeating endlessly. So there's this one dude who's been in a tent for... 80 years. It's this guy from the 1920s, and it's in this loop that keeps running. It's really spooky, weird shit, but there's all these little separate little bubbles of looped time, and The Endless is just this weird movie about these brothers trying to get out of one of these bubbles. Cool. Okay. During this movie, at one point, there's this dumb tangent where they go off to this cabin, and it's this shitty, run-down cabin. And in this cabin, it makes no sense. It's completely unrelated to this cult that these brothers escape from or whatever. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they're like, we need a gun. Go to this cabin. I know there's these dudes who live in a cabin about a quarter of a mile from here. Go get it. So they go off to this bullshit cabin where a man's chained to the wall and he's this drug addict that these this brother's trying to get clean and the other guy is going nuts and these two guys are in this cabin just going crazy. And it's this strange tangent that makes no sense. I'm like, what? Like, why would there just be two crazy guys yeah. going crazy? So that made me look up a movie called Resolution from 2012. From the same directors, okay, they made this movie in 2012 called Resolution. And it's about two guys in a cabin... One of them is a drug addict and he's chained to the wall <laughs> and there's all this weird shit happening. So is
1: it the same guys?
2: It's the same actors and it's the same plot line. Wow. And this, this movie resolution is this horror movie about, um, a man trying to help his, his junkie brother get clean. And in the process, all this sort of spooky, weird shit starts happening around the cabin. And the man, the guy who's not the junkie ends up kind of being the one who loses his mind. Hmm. First and a little cra- goes crazier than the guy who's supposedly the drug addict. So, Resolution's a cool movie, but it wasn't until I put these two together that these the- these directors are fucking brilliant, man. <laughs> they are building this cinematic universe through all these time bubbles with all these time bubbles. So, oh. I can't wait to see the next movie these guys make. It's related, which they can b- they basically have this spine of where they can set all these different stories, and each one can be kind of interconnected in Mm. in a way that people praise Tarantino for how brilliant all of his little small Mm. interconnected references are between all his movies, you know, like Vince, Vincent Vega is this guy's father. And then same universe, everything's all connected. It's kind of cheesy and annoying. But in this case, these movies aren't great. Resolution's not a great movie. Endless is a little worse, but I appreciate what these directors are doing by, Like, making a movie five years later that returns... I would have loved to have seen Resolution in 2012 and then watched The Endless now. And out of nowhere, all of a sudden. It's almost like a split kind of a situation. Not to give any spoilers away for split. There is a time loop in split. Well, you watch something and you realize that it's a sequel or set in the same universe as a movie you've previously seen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's kind of a brilliant little... Twist to sort of reevaluate everything you just watched.
0: Powerpuff Girls.
2: I don't know what Mike is talking about. <laughs> but the uh, Cabin of Death is really cool. Basically, uh, like I said, this this junkie is chained to the wall in this cabin, and all this weird shit starts happening around the cabin, namely photographs and video cassettes and 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 compact discs and which are these round things, if you if you don't know oh, their right. kids. Yeah. All these weird Recording elements start falling Mm. around them With images and their audio recordings Are on it so a conversation they may Have had five minutes ago will show Up on a video cassette on the front door Weird and there's no explanation for any Of it like it's almost Too ambiguous (laughs) There's a giant demon Or something but right, I like what these guys are doing These guys are crazy savages I think Um I think that's it I think I was gonna watch Fubar, but you didn't. I didn't Next watch. Time. I didn't watch Fubar. Age of Computer. <laughs> Next but, time, uh, yeah, we'll get to it. Well,
0: yeah. now we just have to take off into space, go visit some <sighs>
2: guys. Are we? Are we? Golden Asgard. We're gonna go to Ragnarok now. We're gonna get. Ragnarok. We're gonna get Ragnarok'd, But yeah, I, but I, but tease me here. Is this is this gonna be spicy? Is this gonna be mild? Is this gonna be? what's up (laughs) no I I don't know I don't don't know yeah we don't know what this is
1: I had my hammer. A hammer? Quite unique. It was made from this, this special metal from the heart of a dying star. And when I spun it really, really fast, it gave me the ability to fly.
2: You rode a hammer? No,
1: I, I didn't ride the hammer.
2: The hammer rode you on your back?
1: No, no, no. I, I used to spin it really fast, and it, it would it would pull me off. the Oh, my God. The hammer pulled you off? The ground. It would pull me off the ground, up into the air, and I would fly. Every time I threw it, it would always come back to me.
2: Sounds like you had a pretty special and intimate relationship with this hammer and that losing it was almost comparable to losing a loved one. It's a nice way of putting it. So that was a clip from Thor Ragnarok. Thor is imprisoned on the other side of the universe and finds himself in a race against time to get back to Asgard to stop Ragnarok. The destruction of his homeworld and the end of the Asgardian civilization. Okay. All right. Sums- Sounds good. Sounds good to me thor ragnarok is directed by taika watiti and it stars chris hemsworth tom hiddleston kate blanchett idris elba jeff goldblum tessa thompson carl urban for no reason really (laughs) mark (laughs) ruffalo anthony hopkins and then the warriors three are also there for no reason they are and you know who's also there is this a spoiler Maybe? I don't know what we're going to (laughs) talk about. Dr. Stephen Strange. Well, that's People know that. That was set up, I believe, at the end of... Dr. Strange. The movie Dr. Strange. (laughs) Because we all stay for the stinger, right? Yeah, Yeah. people know he's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here we are. This is the third Thor film. This was supposed to be different, right? This one was supposed to be the fun one, right? Yeah. We got some of Taiki's... Taiki's humor. This was going to be kind of a... You know, a neon spray paint kind of trashy vhs tracking
0: line <laughs>
1: well not quite that far no? Think, no well i don't think disney would let
0: it <laughs> just make it look like a shitty vhs from the 80s i wish we- I- <laughs> that would be okay. a-
2: i expected something along the lines of kung fury is that unfair
0: i think so yeah i expected turbo kid what is that well, unfair what part of no. any of the trailers made you think of that the font
2: <laughs> so <just the> title? <laughs>
1: <Fuck
2: off. laughs> okay
0: mike what the hell did you think of thor ragnarok then uh so i enjoyed this movie i just thought it was a lot of fun like taika has a way with humor and mm. this was super entertaining uh super irreverent like there are so many good uh, i'm trying trying to avoid the trap of just falling into hey you remember this part hey mm-hmm. you remember that part Because there's a lot of moments where I laughed out loud. Don't worry, I won't be doing that. Okay, cool. Uh, So yes, was I entertained by this movie? Absolutely. Did I find it hilarious? Sure did. Uh, Do I think as a whole the plot and everything worked that well? Eh, It was okay. Uh, I don't think as a cohesive movie it was that great, but I still had a hell of a good time at the theater, so I'm willing to forgive it a bit on that. Um, yeah like overall I just it was just a bunch of jokes strung together and a few things happened and then the movie <laughs> ended that was about it like <laughs> a bunch of jokes that I really enjoyed and then it was like oh okay so that happened and you're right with Carl Urban like what I don't understand why Carl Urban was even in this movie there's like a his- few actors that might fall into that category
2: I think there's a lot of fat on this movie that could have been sliced off
0: and streamlined into a more of a standalone
2: spin-off movie.
0: Yeah, like some of my criticisms of this are even the description you read race against time to get back home because he gets dumped on Sakaar this butthole of the universe where everything ends up uh, and we're told right away that time has passed because like Loki has shown up two weeks before that. Mm-hmm. Like, but they were supposed to be there at the same time. Like and then they have to get back as soon as possible. But how long has passed? I, I have no idea how long Hela is in Asgard. I no, they don't set up like how long until she's fully charged. Like what, yeah, that what kind weird, of battery is she? Well, like, the stakes are just non-existent. Exactly. Right? Exactly. There's no sense. There really isn't a sense of urgency that I found. No. Um. So it it like it doesn't do that very well. Mm. Uh. But again, I like I just didn't care that much because I was having a great time. With all the jokes all over the place, and just how much it didn't care about itself, and <laughs> it just made fun all over the place. That was it. Like every scene was existed to just poke fun at the character that was in that scene, for the most part. Like I guess, mm-hmm.
2: I guess, I get maybe I was expecting more of a a sharper critique of the Marvel, like poking fun at itself, kind of like Deadpool mm-hmm. does. Marvel still wasn't willing to commit no. fully to, to teasing its
0: own universe. And I'm not sure that's Tyga's style, really. Like, he just... Too mean-spirited? Maybe... Well, no. I don't think that would be mean-spirited um, as a sort of self-reflection. But,
2: but yeah, if but you, go Thor, to Earth, you go too far, you run the risk of making
0: Avengers 4 uh, just a joke and yeah, silly mm-hmm. and... Well, and Thor is not the character nor the movie to do that with. <laughs> like, it's just, Thor is just so... He, he's an Asgardian... Who all they they live on a floating ocean mountain in space and they travel on the Bifrost, which is like a rainbow cannon of light. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And the first two Thor movies kind of took themselves a little bit seriously,
2: yeah. I mean, in comparison to this one, for sure. Yeah. But now in Thor Ragnarok, we get funny Thor, yeah. right? We get silly Thor, don't we? we get thor who hangs from a chain and says oh just a one second i'll be i'll just hang on let me swing around and i mean this this feels like a different character to well, the be- first two thor it's films because right because chris
0: hemsworth has proven to the world that he's a funny dude uh, and he can be entertaining when it comes to shit like that so but in, in none of the other
2: in no other performance that we've seen uh of chris hemsworth playing this character has he has he really
0: been not to that humorous. level, but... No, it's been a little, It's yeah. well, little, a lot more restrained, but it's there. Like, even in Avengers Age of Ultron, the whole Hammer scene, uh, like, there was some good humor there yeah, of yeah. him just getting a little worried when thing, people started to move it a little. So, like, it's been there, but now he's just straight up, I don't give a fuck, training wheels are off, no one cares, I'm just gonna, I'm Thor. <laughs>
2: sure, sure, and, and I guess you do get the sense from the original Thor movie that he is this reckless... Yeah. This reckless character who kind of looks without, you know,
0: leaps without looking yeah. or whatever. Well, and it, it sort of makes sense at this point because he's been through so goddamn much. Like he just does it, zero fucks given. All right,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: fine. Graham,
2: what yeah, did you think I'd, of Thor Ragnarok?
1: Might have to agree with pretty much all of that. I'd, oh my god, it was very, very, very entertaining. I, like I just saw today that the people in the cinema were just laughing and like there's families there and they're just like. It felt like everyone was really, really smiling at the end. It was just that kind of like it's fun time superhero movie. movie. It looked really, really nice. Like the visuals were, I thought, excellent. Um, it's a Marvel movie. It fits in the MCU. It doesn't really like subvert it or anything, but it doesn't. It's not probably necessary for it either. Like there's a little bit of plot moving forward, kind of building up to, you know, the next Avengers film and stuff. But that's just kind of. It's there. I don't really know. If there have to be three Thor movies, <laughs> or even one, because he's not the most important. Would you trade? Avenger, but... Would you
2: trade these three Thor movies for three Hulk movies? No. See,
1: I don't think Hulk movies work. We already have two. Yeah, he, Hulk was good in this. Like, I, I liked him as a secondary character. Anyway, Marvel doesn't have the rights apparently for so. Hulk is Hulk not movies. interesting. <laughs> yeah, not not as a central character. I, I don't think. But this all worked for you. Yeah, I thought it was very fun. It didn't. It didn't. Mm. It didn't change, and it was a little bit like poking fun at itself in 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 a fun way. It was like, yeah, everything was a joke, and um, the banter between Thor and Loki and and a lot of the other characters too was was very fun. Those guys obviously know each other, and they're playing off of it. And plot again, nothing special, but it was just. It was. I just smiled the whole time, and I think that's what it was going for. The Carl Urban thing, I think, was put in as a nod to the comic book fans because Scourge in the comics is only known for this one scene where he like fights off this horde of demons with two M16s and they just wanted to put that little clip in there somehow. I'm sure that's why otherwise there's no reason for him to be in there. But there was a few things like that where it's kind of like making a couple of nods to the hardcore comic fans and the rest of it was like just have fun with these crazy visuals and special effects and um, banter.
0: Yeah, and it does, it actually, it falls into the trap, I forgot to mention this, of, uh, once again, the villain being super one-dimensional. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is too bad, because Loki, who is in this, was or is the best Marvel villain in my oh, opinion. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah you, you still, you'll you'll never know if you can trust Loki or not, right? Mm-hmm.
2: It's, it's always going to be, you know... D- Ambiguous of whether or not
1: Loki's on the Avengers side or whatever. Because you can also build them up over, what, five films or something, right? Like a lot of these it's vi- villains... He's a trickster, Graham. Yeah, but a lot of the villains come in once and are defeated and that's it, right? So they don't yeah. have time and they don't, they don't build up. You know? He is
2: the best villain in the whole Avengers yeah. Marvel Universe, he's right? He's
1: almost kind of a hero at times, too. He's not, you know, it's like... Plays both sides. And the other thing is, they have how many movies now? Have MCU have a lot, 678. Right? Whatever it is. Like, there's a lot of in-jokes and references to things that happened in the other movies now. You know, when when Loki first sees Hulk. Jokes like that that are just funny because you've seen the other movies.
2: Yeah, it's getting so big and massive that I feel like it's buckling under its own weight and stuff. I mean, yeah. we have to look back and That's at- why they...
0: The Warriors 3, like... Yeah. <laughs>
2: we, yeah. We have to look back at... So the last time I think anyone saw Loki was at the end of The Dark World, Thor 2 in yeah.
1: 2013,
2: and yeah. it's, it's just been silent. Like, there's been no stingers or any mention of Loki this whole time. He's and just
1: been hanging out.
2: He wasn't in Avengers Age of, Age Ultron. of Ultron, which no. I think is a mistake. They probably should have had him there. I don't know. And I feel like, as a sequel, Ragnarok doesn't work like if if you saw the other Thor movies mm-hmm. and you wanted you wanted more about Asgard and, and this story of Odin and his sons and how you know or who is the worthy mm-hmm. son of Odin and these ideas this movie is not
0: oh, this throws that away like yeah they did what did Loki do apparently he spirited his father away and put a spell on him. But that's
1: it like that's yeah. all we get. Yeah. It all just gets dispatched. <laughs> and then dispatched. just like yeah. eats grapes for the intervening time period of, and and you know, makes himself well, look good. How about
0: those cameos though? During that uh during the play During that play sequence. we will get to that yeah. in
2: spoilers. Uh-huh. My thoughts on Thor Ragnarok. I don't like this movie at all. Really? Oh, it's too bad. No, uh, maybe I'm a grumpy guy. Well, I hope not. From time to time, we're all a little grumpy. But um, in my opinion, Thor Ragnarok is pretty bad. I don't even know if it's the best Thor movie. Hmm. It's just as bad as the other two, I think. Um, I think that this is a regular-ass, standard-issue Marvel movie in a
0: funky retro skin. hmm and I don't, I don't well, think. Well, and the retro is just the soundtrack for the most part. Yeah, right? like... and
2: and no, well, there's that plasticky Lego action figure playset yeah. look to the yeah. to the movie, the set design, and, and yeah, the masks of all these characters yeah. on uh, Cigar World or yeah. wherever it's called, Sicario, Cicar. Cicar. yeah. Planet Sicario, <laughs> um, Junk World looks amazing. Yeah. it's nowhere near as cool as the market in Valerian. That's true. And Valerian sucks a bag of donkey dicks. So what does that tell you? <laughs> I feel like Valerian is a much more creative film than anything in Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certain there's small sequences in Valerian that are more thoughtful and creative than the entire movie of Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I-, I didn't feel like there was much cleverness or creativity happening anywhere in here, aside from really cool set design and really cool costume design. Mm -hmm. Like, really, really cool. And it seems like this costume design has been lifted from Guardians and is now being copied and pasted
1: throughout all the Marvel movies. I think Guardians affected this a lot. Black, lot. Black
2: Panther looks... The same as Thor Ragnarok, right? It's, it's got these super funky, futuristic, but tribal-looking styles mm-hmm. like these masks have and stuff. They're, they're diversifying the look of the universe, yeah. which is great, but I th- that's the problem here. I don't think the movie commits enough to its Thor Ragnarok, that is. I don't think it commits enough to its funky style. Maybe the advertising campaign. I think campaign.
1: Guardians influenced that stuff.
2: I think that the ad campaign really pushed yeah. the movie that... Also the doesn't, jokes, though. It doesn't though. really... I don't think the movie is what the ad campaign is saying. That poster you see that's so mm-hmm. psychedelic and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. The movie is still it's pretty standard,
0: isn't it? It is. Well, the marketing campaign
2: worked. It yeah. just made a did. shit ton of money. It's an amazing yeah. trailer. Yeah. Um, I I do like Taika's Taika Y T D. His his approach to the material is is fresh. And I think so too. He doesn't yeah. take any of this seriously, which is good. Mm-hmm. I think this movie would have worked better if it if we start the film with Thor coming out of one of these portals and landing on Sicario, mm. and th- basically it being a complete side story that is totally unrelated to anything in the Avengers universe, so that. It almost feels like a side episode or side mm-hmm. comic series that can focus more on this glad because what I think the best part of Ragnarok is this gladiatorial element that is only used very briefly, and I thought you could build an entire movie around this
0: where well um, the planet Hulk
2: story yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, you, the whole film could have been about getting our asses off of Sicario. <laughs> and building up all of, like, basically like Gladiator, kind of, right? right. All all the slave fighters in this prison or yeah. dungeon underneath slave the Slave planet. Yeah, it's exactly like Gladiator. We overthrow the government and mm-hmm. get the fuck off this rock. But then we're balancing this half-baked storyline with Hela and taking over Asgard. And, and the Ragnarok Norse legend stuff. I did start the movie on a good note, and I thought we were maybe... If if it committed to this funky style the whole time, I would have loved it cuz Thor breaks the fourth wall at the beginning of the film, right? He's hanging in this in this cage and he says, "I bet you're wondering how I ended up here."
1: Oh no, Thor in a cage. Right. Yeah. He's technically talking to a Oh man. someone,
2: but I thought yeah. I I was like this is going to be great if the whole movie, can you imagine if they had Done the whole film in the style of what we do in the shadows. I know that is so ballsy and so ridiculous. Well, we might have seen Daryl again, like Thor's roommate. Yes, (laughs) but imagine if if Thor Ragnarok had been done in a mockumentary style or a fake documentary, like much more handheld, look like The Office or something like that.
1: I can't see Marvel ever. No, too
2: bad because it's it's way too ballsy. But I think the movie could have been revolutionary and and if you're making something that's supposed to be different it's supposed to stand alone from mm-hmm. the rest of the marvel films and you're bringing in taika waititi who's this amazing improvisationalist and what we do in the shadows is like maybe one of the best comedies of the last 10 years yeah. at least um i think it's maybe ridiculous to Expect the exact same thing I mean they didn't bring him in to do the same thing He no. did on that so I don't know I like, But I thought that breaking the fourth wall would have been th- If this is the only movie that you're going to do that in and it doesn't, to it, yeah, yeah, and it, but and it doesn't feel like you're sort of tarnishing mm. the rest of the Marvel universe. Wow, it but is so tightly
1: connected. Why yeah. the
2: fuck is Thor talking to the camera in this movie? Is he going to do that in the Avengers? What's going
1: on? <laughs>
0: well, no, this is Thor Ragnarok, and it's a fun arcade game of a movie. If Loki had talked and broken the fourth wall, mm. everybody would have lost their shit. I guarantee you that. See, the movie had a lot of chances to be much more
2: self-aware. And to poke fun at Marvel where fun needs to
1: be poked. But I don't, Disney still wasn't willing to... Well, see, I think they're kind of building up, as we know, to be a little bit more serious when they face off with Thanos, right? So that has to be kind of the big thing. I think even Black Panther is going to be a bit more serious, have some political side to it and stuff. And this was our last chance to just... Every scene's just fun and laughing and jokes and... you know. But I, I will say a couple, couple things about it. Um, Joss Whedon apparently loves it. So take that as you for what you will. He called it a, a modern masterpiece.
2: He called Thor Ragnarok a modern he did, masterpiece. on Twitter uh, yesterday. Okay, or today, f- you guys love the humor in this. It didn't work for me pretty much at all. Mm. The, the The only stuff that truly got me giggled up was Taika Waititi as Korg. Korg, very funny. Basically, think of the thing from Fantastic right. Four, but a, a, a weird. Os- mm-hmm. New Zealand stone. Alien stone man Who's just Ridiculously Charming <laughs> and hilarious Who's not Like Taika's
0: voice Like yeah. Not, not, yeah. It's not modified yeah. no. it's so fucking <laughs> yeah. hilarious
2: It's just like Alright How are you mate yeah. yeah I'm a weird Rock alien mate Yeah it's amazing Red's gonna love that guy Yeah uh, But the, the humor Didn't work for me So I didn't really even have that to hang on mm. to. And
0: there's really not a lot of action in it, either. Well, actually, I was going to I was gonna comment on that, because he wants to do Akira, right? And I haven't seen I'm him... I'm down for that. I haven't seen him do a, a lot of action yet. I don't think um, he's capable of that. Hopefully, he gets better. Like, it's not bad, but it's not that great. Because I remember the tank sequence at the end
2: of Wilder People was handled very poorly if I'm remembering correctly.
0: Yeah. Um, he doesn't really
2: handle action.
0: I like Taika. I think this is where he could focus some energy and really evolve if he's going to be doing more action films. Mm. Uh, like I wasn't other than the gladiatorial fight that we know that happens because it's in the yeah. trailer. Yeah. Um, and even then it was just a couple of swings. <laughs>
1: like it, it actually wasn't... It looked cool but it wasn't huge or anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: but the the battle on the bridge at the end was only okay. Like... Hella is just throwing swords everywhere. Like, right. She doesn't do anything cool. Like, this is not The Winter Soldier. No. With, like, super no. tight choreographed a- action. hand-to-hand, a- and yeah. And there's and and sequences yeah. and set pieces in that yeah. film, it's right? It's not that kind of
2: film, yeah. yeah. I, I've, about three-quarters of the way through Ragnarok, I realized, where have the action sequences been? And it's not really a boring movie, but there really isn't
0: much
1: not that many. You're right. in the yeah. way of, yeah. of,
0: like, excitement the best action, driving the, the plot. The best one is the opening. I thought, like when he's down, killing in that hell region, the hell dude yeah. Yeah. guy there. Yeah, you get the that, hammer cam. Yeah. You get yeah, the it, the camera on meow
2: meow 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 meow, meow, meow. meow, meow. until yeah. it's
1: well at first. Yeah,
2: yeah I, yeah, I I like all that stuff. Um, but I guess we could get into spoilers because they're they're weird spoilers because it's a yeah. it's a cameo, isn't it? That's <laughs> that's the spoiler here.
0: <laughs> oh God. Rose. The spoiler here being that Matt Damon has <laughs> a cameo as as, th- as Loki. As an, as an Asgardian theater player, player. So playing Loki. This playing Loki. is brilliant. Okay, yeah. so when we get back And to, Sam Neill plays Odin. <laughs> I love it. When we get back to
2: Asgard, after years in a weird cage, chained up well, with he was the awesome. demon... We don't know how long it's he's been. been. It's probably not the been to long. Yeah. But he returns to Asgard to find Loki eating grapes. As Odin. As Odin. I don't think most audiences are going to remember. Remember that he's Odin? Fuck no. The, this movie does a terrible job of summarizing the 678 other Marvel <laughs> movies. And I don't expect every Marvel movie to do that. Yeah. But if you come into
0: Thor Ragnarok, you're completely fucked. Yeah. You're fucked. Well, see, in its defense, they're sort of explaining what happened at the exact same That's time.
2: where I'm about to go here. <laughs> yeah. So you
0: have, if you're lost in the movie here and you really have no idea
2: what the plot is... Never fear, because Sam Neill and Matt Damon <laughs> are doing a stage production <laughs> of, of the last movie. Of, the, the, end of, of the last, I guess maybe two movies, or the la- yeah. basically the ending of Thor 2, yeah. which is a brilliant way to maybe slightly poke fun at the last movie and sort of show Very that hammy. this is a new movie, you know, this is a... Expect different shit from Ragnarok, right, everybody. Right. It, it, it's a great way to sort of summarize the the second and first film, mm-hmm. get you caught up to speed, and poke fun at it at the same time. Matt Damon is hilarious. Did you
0: recognize who Thor was? I I, I saw... It's I, Luke Hemsworth. The other yeah, Hemsworth. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, that's why I, he looks
2: so... I knew, <laughs> I knew I'd seen him. Familiar. He's from Westworld, West World, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, yeah. But
2: it's strange that we've had Loki on hold since twenty thirteen and just sort of well, dormant think, and, and most audiences are not gonna have any clue. Like yeah. who saw Dark World? Nobody fucking saw that yeah. and no one remembers the final I think it was a stinger even, yeah. It wasn't
0: a stinger, it was but it was the last like the last, the, the last, last shot, shot of shot, the film. Yeah. Come on, man. It's for the fans. Um Actually I don't think it was the last shot because Thor goes back and then Back well, to Earth. Who,
2: the and, end, and, who <laughs> could know? Who could know? Because it was Thor, the dark world. Right. But can you explain to me why, other than just crossover appeal, why is Dr. Stephen Strange in this movie? Does he even need to be
0: well, the one who sends them to he, uh, Norway or he, something? He doesn't need to be, but I think this is so that when he is super badass in Infinity War, we at least know that he's... Been practicing or something because when yeah. in Doctor Strange he was still very green as a sorcerer. So now he we know he can kick anyone's ass. Yeah, but now he is like super accomplished. He's doing shit he could he, not do. He embarrasses two gods.
2: So yeah. Doctor Strange is kind of the most powerful Avenger
1: in the co- in the yeah. comics. He is so like if if can,
2: Vision yes. came up to him and was like, "I'm gonna fuck with you." What, well, would they, Doctor Strange be able to fuck with him they, back? They both
0: have an Infinity Stone, so it's possible. Oh, man, this is crazy. Yeah. Fuck Marvel
1: movies for, for now. Yeah.
2: yeah, for now. Yeah. So he turns meow meow the hammer into an umbrella. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Why? No, for fun. No, no that's just a... Thor is hiding it as yeah. an umbrella. Loki's
2: I am he just, assuming, dis- disguises it on Earth,
0: and Doctor Strange
2: doesn't know. No, oh, he knows. No, I don't. It's think just he... so he walks around with an umbrella, and so he doesn't look like he, a weird he doesn't cosplayer. Look like Thor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh. <laughs> do you guys think that? What do you think of Kate Blanchett here as Hela? So Hela plays the sister of Thor. Big reveal. And- the older sister. The older, unknown sister of Thor. Yeah. She comes for revenge because her and Odin used to wreck shit.
0: And Odin was like, I don't want to kill people anymore. Mm. She's like, well, fuck you, I do. I think she is in a different movie than the rest of them. Yeah. She doesn't quite have... Well, maybe it's just the way that... Yeah, she's, she's in, been written. She's in Lord of the Rings Dark Universe. Yeah. She's
2: in e- She's Evil Galadriel. She's Evil Galadriel, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you know what she actually is? She's got a little bit of Evil Galadriel, but she's also taken a little bit of Elizabeth Banks Rita from Power Rangers and then oh, putting yeah. that in there, too.
0: That Academy Award winning film. Yeah. Uh, so like Re- Rita, I think, is, is, is in, of inspiration. also in here. Okay. So Galadriel and Rita Repulsa are combined to perform Hella. It doesn't work, right? Well, I think she's all right, but I just don't think that great costume. Yeah, I mean that's like tailor made
2: for cosplay. I feel like when they made her costume, they said, "How's this going to look on the floor at Comic Con?" <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I just think Taika directs her in a weird way,
1: because like, everybody else in this film is super irreverent, and she's but not. She's not. Yeah. <laughs> Even that demon suitor guy is kind of funny. Yeah,
2: yeah this this is where I. Anytime we were back at, on Asgard, I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. And and the idea that all of Asgard is represented by like thirty five people that can fit well, into that's a group okay. photo.
1: Okay, that's that's one of the complaints I do have. The whole city,
2: like this, feels like a Star Trek well, episode, right? When you're trying to evacuate some civilization, and it's just it comes down to like three dozen people. City of gods. This is just how many extras we could get on. On set for that day, and a bunch you could tell a bunch got sick and couldn't make it. And you know,
0: <laughs> well, it's a thin crowd, yeah. It, it's a warrior society, and Hella sort of killed all the warriors.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, do you guys think that that's that's a nice move? The Warriors, three who we've set up in these first two right. movies, who are like lovable, kind of fan favorite characters, right? Yeah. They are just. Dispassionately, summarily sum, yeah, just excusing. completely cut down with without yeah. any, cere- like, un- un- cer- yeah.
0: unceremoniously butchered. Right? See, Le- what is that? Lady Sif. So Jamie Alexander, she's not there. She couldn't like because of blind spot on TV. She couldn't make it. And her hair, yeah. And I'm okay Haircut, with that yeah. because
1: yeah. she probably just would have been massacred along right. with the rest of them. There's the, there's some Marvel reason though. They're going to write it in some for some reason why she wasn't there. But <sighs> here's the thing. So. That part was annoying because because Asgard to me is it is sometimes it's been portrayed as a realm, whatever that means. It's a very good English word that can mean almost anything, right? Kingdom, area, land, whatever. Thor return uh, refers to it as a planet in this movie, but it's not a planet. <laughs> yeah, it's and, like a weird flat. It's, it's like, like a dark city, yeah. right? It's, it's just like a kind of oh floating shit, tie in. Oh, oh no, <laughs> it's just like this floating city. But then, but then yeah, you always got the. Idea, at least in the earlier Thor movies, that there was these huge epic battles from the past when they fought the frost giants and the elves or whatever, and it feels like there's like 50 of them, and Heimdall personally saves like all of them somehow and puts them in this like little cavern, and then at some in inordinate amount of time Hela like tries to find them and then they show up in their spaceship and Valkyrie's like oh there's some heat signatures over here like why couldn't she have found know, them that easily then that's like
2: straight Helm's <laughs> deep shit where you're hiding the people oh, But my like,
0: God. don't they have sensors yeah like Asgard the super advanced race doesn't have, have any heat To you me, <laughs> it's
2: so clear that none of this needs to be in the movie, right? Okay. It's so clear that we should just be on Sicario, planet, junk world, right. and just hanging out in the cool Coliseum with all these funky aliens. We have out, absolutely you know. no need to go back to... I mean, they really tried to jam together sort of yeah. like a conclusion to the first two Thor movies, yeah. which is understandable. You, you kind of need to conclude that storyline. Mm-hmm. But then also this fun... Like, I feel like Taika Waititi didn't even direct any of the shit on Asgard. And that was just like Kevin Feige or fucking goddamn <laughs> Michael Eisner First or some goddamn director. Mickey Mouse or some shit.
1: Well, it does feel like a couple movies jammed together a little bit. They wanted to have the Planet Hulk stuff, but they couldn't do that because they don't have Hulk right. So they just kind of put little elements of that. But I will say one thing for the Asgard part. Apparently, one of the things going on Twitter right now is that this movie is like an attack on the alt-right, apparently. And like they hate it. I mean, they hate everything. But wait, what? The, so the, there's yeah, this. It was here. it was in Slate or some, one of these opinion pieces <laughs> because so Norse like mythology and symbolism and stuff is like a big part of the alt right, right? They they take this um. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Oh, yeah, what? like like pagan Odin thing. You know, soldiers of Odin p- groups like that. Like a hard far right white supremacist oh, so, t- take okay. all this Norse stuff, right? Not the Marvel version of Norse, like the real Norse. Oh, stuff. Oh, so they're
0: even bigger fuckheads
1: than I thought. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Shit. They are. So that if you're listening, yeah, you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. But, but apparently, like, the fact that, so so that's, like, I didn't read through the whole thing, but A, it's, like, not treated very seriously, and B, there's, like, people of color in a lot of these roles, there's, like, a black Heimdall, and there's a, uh, Valkyrie is a person of got all these things, and really sort of undercutting them, and then, apparently, and this is, this is kind of a stretch to me, but apparently, like, the end where they get, they relocate Asgard the entire coming to earth civilization apparently coming to earth until the last it's only Graham, thing. there's only 35 people on this well, spaceship but they are they're all gods apparently or sort of gods anyways um uh, apparently that is being used as a metaphor for like the refugee crisis okay. and i don't know how you get that from the last little bit of the movie but like because <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No, no 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 so just, just like Twitter verse, maybe like first first reactions and maybe it'll go away but you know, um, you know how humans like to find patterns and meaning and yeah, shit? Yeah. yeah, pattern, yeah. It's called pattern recognition. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, stop
1: it. <laughs> Just stop. Like, that could have been a movie made to do that. Like, that could have been the purpose, but this one... That's isn't.
2: what this yeah. was. Well, yeah. no, because it's actually about gladiator matches in a weird Jeff Goldblum... Who was very funny. ...society. Yeah. So, Junk World, Planet Sicario... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. To me, if, the, if this movie had more balls, it would have switched to that VHS tracking mode anytime we went to
1: Planet like Sicario.
0: <laughs> like, I think if... They also don't explain how the Hulk got there. Like, the video on the Quinjet?
1: Yeah. No. Like, it's it doesn't just, show
0: anything. <laughs> whatever. The, whatever. It just showed up there. They, they don't explain any... Like, it's... They do their best to just gloss over any connection to the previous films. They're just like, Oh well, you know, we're here now. Yeah. And
1: why was he the Hulk for two years? Why couldn't he change back? Was that even suggested? That? I guess they were keeping him they were forcing him into Hulk movies? No, Hulk- I-, I think the Hulk was just
0: happy there. Like
2: the, like Hulk, his, the, the Hulk, Hulk personality. Was in yeah. Yeah. He yeah, I guess, but why didn't he want to just bust out of his his suite because he won every match, I guess? Okay. Well, because, yeah. See that's why I think this movie could could have done by focusing like if if it had just focused mm. on this gladiator system and how each of these you know crazy aliens matches up with each other because let's face it, I guess it's been done. That storyline. One of the reasons people love Marvel films and especially Avengers movies, especially these Marvel movies where you have multiple characters right. teaming up, is it's really about who would win against who yeah. in a fight, right? Like that's that's uh, why people read comic. Books. The first Avengers, twenty twelve, that for sure, at that that movie almost had like a checkbox of mm-hmm. okay, so Thor fights Iron Man, got it, okay, and Captain America, and yeah. Captain America, okay. Now Hulk fights. Thor. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay, we yeah. got like it's almost like we went down the list of right. who do we need to square each other's powers off yeah. with. And I thought that the gladiator arena was such a great setting for that. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's almost like we have a card battler now. This game, this movie's turned into a sweet. Uh, it's Marvel versus Capcom. Like, <laughs> why can't Ken and fucking Blanka come in? Man, if fucking Blanka, <laughs> if Blanka had showed up and we had Blanka versus
0: Hulk in this arena and then jeff goldblum cheering oh my god how often do they have to repair the arena though because yeah, I know. Like, the I hulk feel, shatters the door coming I in. i feel like yeah.
2: i feel like yeah okay he does but yes, i feel the like whole jeff thing got
1: ruined goldblum's
2: really mad when he busts the whole edge of the arena up i don't think that's happened before i don't yeah.
1: think they've ever had someone as powerful as thor before oh okay one more thing while we're on it so Thor gets his electric power by having visions of Odin? Is that what happened? I, like, don't forget who you are, and all of a sudden he has lightning powers again? This is the, the yeah.
2: half-baked plot yeah. about yeah. Thor's worthiness, right? That We have to, right. we can't yeah. have a Thor movie without talking about yeah. worthiness. Thor more, more
0: powerful than me. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mjolnir was just a conduit for his power. And
1: Asgard is just uh, not uh, a place. So he's
2: more yeah. like Gambit. Like, he can turn... Like screws and nuts and bolts into Mjolnir and stuff. I don't think it's no, not at <laughs> all. That's not what Gambit does. He, <laughs> he, can, turn, he can turn like playing cards into uh, explosive no, devices. He's, he's, whatever he can, but Gambit can just pick up whatever. Like he could just pick up a, a yeah, cell but he's phone just and charging it like, with energy. Charge think, it and throw it out. He at just you.
1: makes a bomb, basically. Actually, um, immortal. Yeah,
0: no. Like his, he was becoming a god, not just someone using technology. Right? Like they sort of go like in the first Thor, they talk about. That famous quote, you know, any sufficiently advanced society, you know, their technology will be indistinguishable from magic. Uh, That's not at all what's happening anymore. Thor is straight up like a god who is coming into his powers and he doesn't need this hammer forged in the heart of a dying star anymore because he can fucking Raiden from Mortal Kombat you. But it's going to come back,
1: wouldn't you think?
2: When Odin said, he whispered into the hammer, he said, whoever
1: possesses this is is worthy? It may may he be worthy, you know, or of the power of Thor. Like, well, so yeah. none of that meant anything. Or well, what? he was he was, you know, a lot of these movies, things that happen later. The original intentions were just called, a trick.
0: These are called retcons, <laughs> they, right? This they, is called retconning? I wanted
1: him to believe that for a while. So then later, he will true You know what? I like strength.
0: I like Thunder God Thor better than Mjolnir
1: Thor because. Yeah, and, and so, eye patch, eye patch Thor is gonna be cool, yeah. right? Is he gonna, I thought he was gonna get the eye back, actually. I, I don't surprised. think so. It's, it's gonna like, be cool. I know you're supposed to be Odin. It's but... Odin's
2: too, yeah. yeah. Um, so we get onto the Quinjet. We gotta get out of here, right? Mm. And I forgot that the Quinjet, like, I totally forgot what happened to Hulk at the end of. Age Ultron. of Ultron. Oh, really? Again, yeah. these are problems that he didn't the, really, nothing happened. He was flying on a quenching. He flew away. But, okay, but I, for, I, I totally forgot that he was on the jet and the jet was missing
1: now on another that, planet. Like all of that stuff. Apparently they had to retcon that while filming Ultron because they were going to just, the line was going to be something like he disappeared over Malaysia or huh. something. And then they changed it to, well, we, we tracked him out past Jupiter because they like right at the end, they're like, yeah, he's going to go to space. Did they? Yeah, apparently that's what I read. I think,
2: yeah, because yeah, that's when people started getting onto
1: the Planet Hulk and sort of trained. Like when they started filming the movie, they didn't know that yet. Okay.
2: is that- This is where, I think, again, the weight of all of the previous Marvel films start to stack up, and it's, it's like water pressure, right? You're down at the fucking wreck of the Titanic. You have eight miles of water pressing down on you, the, crushing your eardrums.
1: The timing is getting weird. Yeah. Know. It's
0: and, so complicated, man. But one thing I respect... About Thor Ragnarok, is it just doesn't give a shit about any of that? Right, right, <laughs> like, yeah, no, like no. It, it, it doesn't care about any of that. And that, that the, shit. The, the, the Quinjet is just an escape
2: method, yeah. right? That we need to get to that this jet to doesn't get work to get it's, back. You know, it's and American. I love the, the password is
1: great, right? It's um, <laughs> <Yes>. point break, <laughs> point break, <laughs> and then so that was referenced, though back to the first Avenger. So there are. So- a few things like that or or when like hulk jumps out of the the other plane and's like just watch me you'll see who i am and he splats. And he I mean, you, right that's out. telegraphed you
2: know that's coming uh, but it's that still hilarious.
0: It's, see this feels more like iron man 3 to me uh because that's sort of exists outside of the regular yeah Avengers they never refer to that again ever like it's It's standalone movie and nothing happens and that carries forward see and that's the problem here there are a lot of consequences
2: ultimately in Ragnarok and I think there really shouldn't have been right if if this was sort of a little side story then it ultimately shouldn't have but I guess we had as many consequences the whole Asgard gets fucking raised to the ground it doesn't exist anymore this is a huge
1: revelation
2: in the in the Marvel universe
1: uh, is it Yes and, yes and no. Maybe, you know, at the very, very end, the last last little bit where you see this massive ship. Thanos uh, right, ship, right? Obviously, right? So maybe they're like, well, if Thanos is going to be this huge ultimate villain in the future, we have to get things like Asgard out of the way. Because maybe, the, you know, something that threatens the universe, they would say, well, why don't? why doesn't Odin just come and help? You know maybe get that stuff out of the way well, one of the big problems they've always had in, in, in Iron Man 3 and some of the Captain America movies and stuff is there's this huge threat that's going to wipe out the whole world now all the other heroes just don't show up for some reason right they're like oh they're away they're busy
2: they always have to come up with you some know. alibi yeah, yeah because
1: you can't have them all the time and it builds up to these big movies where they are all going to be together so well, and you need to you sort know. of save your wad right you need right.
2: the villain in Avengers movie needs
1: to be equally as
2: threatening he, he and, and, and be big be
1: able to kill gods and and Everything. You
2: can't just be like, oh, "We're we're stealing some uh, some guns from yeah. the, from the dock." Well, it's,
1: it's not going to work, right? I mean, it's okay to not have Ant Man or whatever, but you can't just not have Thor and Hulk around forever.
2: So, does Hulk work for you guys in this movie? Because, or maybe I should say Banner. Because once Hulk is in the Quinjet and we see mm-hmm. Nat being all sexy, yeah, and. I guess hey guys remember how Banner and Natasha Romanoff are in a relationship I don't remember either Yeah, I don't remember because Avengers 2 wasn't good (laughs) and no one remembers what happened and this weird Spock Uhura forced relationship that you're putting us into (laughs) doesn't work well, they never But it does revert him back to yeah, Banner.
1: It was suggested. And then so, the movie got a bit interesting because now I can
2: see Oh, is now Banner like a liability
1: to Thor? He doesn't want to become Hulk again. This is kind of a cool I
2: thought the movie was really going to start playing with Banner now being the sort of this Oh, he was so capable as Hulk, and now right. he's this. It's almost like a broken leg, or this person that has to.
1: But which is going to slow Thor down? But by the way, when he at the very end, when he jumped into the spaceship, did he stay as Hulk, or did he? Is he just hanging out as Hulk on that? I show? think he's
0: as Hulk in the final final frame shots. there? Yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah. he he mentioned he was worried that if he went back to Hulk, yeah, and again get locked in the trunk. This, this is never where the, come back. The, well, yeah, this is where the movie fails a little again is none of these story points have any weight behind them. Like, mm-hmm. him making the decision to be like, okay, fine, I need to help these people and become a big Hulk. wolf down there. But there's a huge consequence. Like, he may, as he said, may not be able to change back after that. Like, that should have more weight than it does. Also, Banner is boring as fuck.
1: I know. <laughs> right. oh, oh, God. Like, as himself. Yeah. Banner
0: does nothing in this movie. Well, he, he he has very little to contribute
2: to the plot yeah. as a character, right? So yeah. you might as well have kept him as Hulk the whole time. Yeah. Well, honestly. I it e- yeah. it feels almost awkward and he, again he turns into a liability for Thor, and maybe you could have played that up, but they really don't. He just kinda gets lost. A lot of characters feel like they have very little to do in the whole movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Um But Except Korg. Yeah, he's yeah. so fucking good. I uh, I think I, <laughs> I think we can we can leave it there. I uh, I'm not a giant fan of this, but I don't want to
1: ruin your opinions, guys. Despite those things, I enjoyed it. Which,
0: gonna, well, which are like... Here we you, go. Yeah. Like, this movie for me is a seven and a half. Okay? okay? Like, I enjoyed it. It has a lot of flaws. But when I say a seven and a half, that's me being try- trying to be objectively critical here. Uh, I still loved the shit out of this movie at the theater. Like, I had a great time at this movie. I would recommend it to everybody. Critically, I think it's only around a seven and a half. It, it should be the funniest... Marvel movie, given the pedigree behind it, but is it? I think it's the funniest Marvel movie. I okay, it's but it's movie. but it's not the best movie. More like that is funny in the Marvel movie. if that makes I, sense? I, like I it's thought, not a it's not a comprehensive yeah. movie to
2: me. If it counts, I think ho- Spider-Man Homecoming is that va- is way funnier
1: than I actually haven't seen that one. It's the only this yeah one
0: Spider-Man Home- is really funny too, and it actually has weight and consequences, real, real humor and, instead of just jokey yeah.
2: fart humor or whatever this
0: is spider-man homecoming is a more of a movie
1: than than thor is graham Uh, what is your score very similar like on a personal subjective go to the movie theater and have fun scale it's like a nine that's why i feel like i'm a right a grumpy asshole well it's fine as as a well-made okay it's it's a fairly typical marvel movie yeah right it, I know, it, I know. And, it is. and I know, it, it, it's a little bit different maybe in some way, but it's pretty typical. It doesn't break the mold, so don't expect some great commentary or whatever. But um, as a movie put together, yeah, it's more like a 7.5. I'd probably agree with that. But it just, it's fun. Like it's best. I think it's better than the other Thor movies, which isn't saying that much, but I, no. I think it's better than the other Thor's.
2: <clears throat> so I, I hate to be the, the bringer of rain here, but I, I can't give this movie... Anything over a six? Ah, fair enough, man. Out of ten, I want to give it a six and a half, but the humor didn't work for me, which is a big shame. Hmm. There's not, there's nowhere near enough action in the movie, and the, and maybe this highlights why. Maybe bringing in these green thumb directors is a good idea for your movies on a character level, like Up on the side. yeah. But you you can't bring in. I mean, maybe I'm wrong because Jordan Voight Roberts smashed it out of the park with. Kong Skull Island the action in that's great and he made yeah. uh, uh, Kings of Summer which is a movie about kids in a playhouse for God's sake so but I think that when you bring in a director who has primarily made indie films with a very quirky mm-hmm. well, sensibility yeah. and you ask them to make uh, like think about it they're on set trying to film an action sequence Green screens. That, that is costing the studio literally millions of dollars a, and da- a m- day and it's mostly
0: fake like that yeah. is hard to yeah. yeah
2: so for me there's not a lot to grab on here cuz there's not a ton of action and what there is isn't the greatest and the humor doesn't hit for me and the plot lines are disjointed this is two movies right yeah. it's planet hulk and ragnarok yeah and it's calling it ragnarok is a joke because we really we really don't get a sense of of any urgency on ragnarok destroying okay anything then, the, the 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 mayhem that happens in this fucked up yeah um gladiator arena is completely unrelated to to Ragnarok is I it agree. or or if if it's Hela gets her unrelated. way if she gets her way will well she'll take she over the rest of the universe she'll take over the universe okay will she though cuz
1: i don't know th- that's another thing cuz i don't know i don't know <laughs> Ragnarok was supposed to be the end of everything but then this demon guy, like, gets his sword and breaks the world. They're like, oh, that's too bad. We lost it. Well, let's go now. Like, no one in any other realm seems to care about it. Well,
0: no. yeah, and that was also a fault of the story. Like, Ragnarok was something that was mainly for Asgard. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Ragnarok could also happen for the rest of the world if hell had gained power and started taking over because... She and Odin conquered
1: the nine realms to begin with, right?
0: Like it was, but that's clunky. That
1: Demon Suthor guy, like what happened to him? He was like, he well, doesn't... that was my role, so I'm gone now. Like, I think he just blew himself <laughs> up.
2: <laughs> I I thought that we were. Um, I thought we were in for a kind of a nice twist when Hulk actually goes and attacks. And he fights him. I really wanted him to kill, the, like this yeah. demon. The, the, the I, I guess I kind of like the idea of the prophecy being that the the Balrog from Lord of the Rings right. is what is going to defeat uh, evil Galadriel. I mean, this is essentially a uh, Lord of the Rings dark universe right. Uh, version, right? So, um, I kind of like that final battle and how the, I guess the. Prophecy came around to that, and then the idea of Hulk ruining everything <laughs> would have been just perfect. This is a big monster, and it, that would have been such a great send up of of Marvel movies and sort of the mythology that goes into right. the the villain at the end of each of one of these dumbass movies. Yeah, but they didn't commit to it, and he—I mm. don't know, I don't know. Still fun. Thor Ragnarok's a
1: fucking mess,
2: <laughs> but it's a fun mess. It is a fun mess. I'm on the wrong side of history, I think. <laughs> I don't know about it's that. It's
1: only two to one. Uh, Well,
0: yeah. it is at 93 on yeah. Metacritic. Yes, so that is absolute fucking nonsense. Not Metacritic, Meta- sorry, Rotten Tomatoes, not Metacritic. I know it's Rotten Tomatoes is, is, small minority, is nonsense, but you're
2: telling me only 7% of critics gave this movie a negative review? But you're well, giving me a
1: fucking break. But you gave it a 6, you, it's still positive. That's still fresh on Rotten
2: Tomatoes. So me, my my grade, a 6 out of 10, would count as a fresh. Everything over, over don't half. Don't go
1: to Rotten Tomatoes, kids. <laughs> Just don't go. It's an either or
2: score. Uh email us verticalviewing at gmail.com. If you see Thor Ragnarok and you agree or disagree with our takes, let us know. Please.
0: Um where can we find you guys on the internet? What's I'm, going on? I'm at Michael Arland on Twitter. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Graham? I'm pretty much in my personal capacity only on Facebook, so I'm pretty kind Check of. Check him out on Facebook. Yeah.
2: I'm on Twitter at Scott Wilson BC. Uh Go to patreon.com slash vertical viewing. I don't think we mentioned off the
0: top that you can actually tell us what that's true for we're reviewing two or three dollars. So, yeah. hydrogen, no, helium, no, hydrogen or lithium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can <clears throat> tell us what to uh, say on the microphone. The top tiers of patreon.com
2: slash vertical viewing allow you to tell us what we're reviewing. Uh, coming up is under the skin. We thank. Uh ooh who do we thank for that one actually? I think it's Sabin, right? I think so. No, he did Snowpiercer. No. Uh we have uh reviews of Snowpiercer and Dune and all sorts of goodies on patreon.com. If you want to check out our audio commentary of Knowing, that's a freebie. You don't even need to be a member of Patreon. Oh wow. It's not even a problem. Uh you can also go to our website it's verticalviewing.com. That's where our donate button lives. If you want to help us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show, putting the internet pie in your ear every week.
1: So if I were to do that, I could make like whatever I wanted to do. I could just be like... Do every Marvel movie.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's one at a time here, and uh, I think under three hours, if you could. We're not reviewing a Serbian film. I I won't ask for that. So, you know, there are
0: certain guidelines, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, we reserve the right to refuse the request, but for the most part, Mm. like 99.9%, we're not going to refuse it. Mm. Yeah, we have to do what you say. Uh, Yeah, verticalviewing.com is where you can do a one-time
2: donation. Click on the donate button there. Uh, Twitter.com Slash Vertical Viewing I guess it's At Vertical Viewing On Twitter mm-hmm. At Vertical Viewing On Instagram uh, On iTunes Stitcher Google Play All over the place All of them All over the place Are there any final thoughts From you kids What's going on
0: I'm probably gonna see this movie again. You are. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. No, like I
2: <laughs> in the theater.
0: How often do you go don't to you theater? Don't you dare. Like this is this is a popcorn movie yeah. through and through. No, Deadpool uh, murders this movie in every respect. I didn't say it didn't. But this is a popcorn movie through and through. Like how it's often different. you don't get stuff like this in the theater often. Aren't all the Marvel movies popcorn films? None of them are deep. They're all disposable
2: candy bars that are yeah. sitting expired I called this on Twitter I called Thor Ragnarok an expired energy drink <laughs> and I think yeah. that's what it is But most
0: of the Marvel movies are about the adrenaline and shit this is more about just laughing and smiling my cheeks hurt at the end of it oh god are you kidding